Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. Today's guest grew up roofing with his father until he decided to get his real estate license at 20 years old. By the age of 23, he was a self-made millionaire and then the market crashed where he was bankrupt at 25. He was then forced to go back into roofing and into the oil patch for a year. In 2008, he dove back into real estate with a new game plan after reading over 100 books and learning every aspect of the market. In 2014, he became the number one realtor in Alabama, not once, but twice. So really excited to have him on. Ricky Carruth, welcome to the show, man. Absolutely, Lance. Bro, bro. Appreciate you reaching out. Good to, have, good to be here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm stoked, bro. Yeah, awesome. Great to have you on as well, man. And uh, yeah, I hope the holidays have been good. I'm super excited to get your story out and to share and maybe just take us back, fill in the gaps there, you know, how it all started and uh, your journey, man. Man, absolutely. Glad to, glad to do it. So basically you, you summed it up pretty well. Um, started uh, roofing houses with my father when I'm a teenager. And that was really like the foundation, bro. That's like, that's like that's why I'm where I'm at right there, man. It was the the roofing that uh that that put me on point. Started roofing houses when I'm a teenager. Like that was the foundation of everything for me because I loved roofing. I loved the work. I like that was where I like I saw my dad roofing and it made me want to beat him. Like I wanted to learn how to lay more shingles than him because he was the best. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like 50 years old out working everybody. It was crazy. So like he really motivated me to like want to be better and stuff, you know? And then from there, man, I, uh, I went to college. I failed a uh, history class. Uh, I went to four different colleges in two, in two years, four different schools in two years, failed a history class. Uh, and I was like, man, this college thing is not for me. I just didn't feel productive. You know, I felt like I was more of an asset than a liability. And then I was like, I took a look at the real estate situation and it's one class, one class, you get your license. And I was like, okay, I can be a doctor or lawyer for 10 years worth of school, or I can be a real estate agent for one class, not even a semester, like one class. Yeah. And so to me, it was a no brainer, man. And like everything for me goes back to efficiency. How can I compound my efforts and time into being more productive? And I'm always trying to get better at how to, to get more out of time, squeeze more out of it each and every day. Um, and this is a prime example, man. I basically squeezed 10 years into one class, you know? Um, so I got in real estate and I literally thought that was going to be it for me. I was fixing to be making all kinds of money and it wasn't the case. I went 30 days, full-time agent, no sales, had to go back to roofing. I roofed for seven months. It took me another seven months. So eight months total before I hit my first sale. You know, this is 2002. This is before Facebook, Zillow. This is before all the, 
you know, crazy technology we have today. I mean, dude, today, back then, I would it would take me like four or five hours to look up 100 property owners' phone numbers on whitepages.com, another eight hours to dial all of them. Now it takes me literally three minutes to find the numbers and an hour to dial all hundred of them through like all the technology, you know, with dialers and, and looking up the numbers and stuff. It's crazy, dude. What used to take me like 15 hours now takes me an hour and a half, 10 times less. Yeah. I can do 10 times more in today's world and then still have time to like crush even more stuff. It's nuts. But anyway, that wasn't around back then. I had to do it the yeah. old school way. And like I built my business cold calling property owners and just saying, you know, have you considered buying? Have you considered selling? Which now I know is the reason why I lost everything in the crash. Because, because those questions are transactional. Those are like, hey, what can you do for me? And like through the crash and reading the hundred books and like really taking a hard look at why I lost everything, that's when I realized that it's more about what I can do for them. You know, like that was my big downfall. Like the thesis of this podcast today should be that the reason I lost everything and even put myself in the position where I had to overcome adversity was the fact that I was all about the money and just all I cared about was the deal. And all I wanted was, you know, to do the transactions and have the closings. And like it took me having to lose everything through the crash to realize that that's what I had backwards. And I had to, I had to completely 180. Into and it's crazy because the quickest way to a deal is to not go after the deal. It's like it's like don't focus on the conversion, focus on the connection. And it took me a long time to really like I I started to figure it out when I came back and I started implementing it little by little. But now I'm just full blown relationships over transactions. Like there's like I I do not care if you want to do a deal and like I have books and stuff for sale, but I I completely do not care if you buy my book or do my thing or whatever. I'm just here to help you if you do want something, you know? It's the same thing in real estate and I think for any kind of entrepreneur or business or anything in today's world, it's all about value, you know? And telling yeah. a story and then, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, it's so different, man. Like, if you look at the way that people used to sell in the 80s, it's different than the 90s, it's different than the 2000s and now we're in this new age where like, you know, it's just completely different and you have to, you have to learn how to adapt. There's always an opportunity. So I made a million dollars by the time I'm 23 and I'm sitting on top of the world. Of course, I never had money before. And so I didn't know what to do with it. So I did what I thought was best, which was buy a bunch of properties. Well, nobody told me there was a right way and a wrong way to buy the properties. I borrowed another 1.5 million on top of the million I had. And I'm sitting here in a million and a half worth of debt with a bunch of properties and then boom, the market crashes on me. And so I slowly but surely, I tried to hang on as long as I could, but I slowly lost everything. And uh, literally everything. I was sleeping in my car. I was sleeping on friends' couches. And then I, I went back to roofing houses and then I eventually landed that job in the oil rig. That was 2007. The whole year, 2007. And towards the end of 2007, Basically, right at the end of 2007, I got laid off from the oil rig. Um, we had a new president, and uh, the uh, oil company started to pull back on the drilling. And I lost my job there. But I had already read those 100 books. I had already studied the market. I would already watched top producers who, who were still producing through the crash. 
And I really paid attention to what was going on and it hit me. You know, I was like, I just got to get back in the game and make it more about the people than the deals. And so I just, I was already dabbling in real estate a little bit before I got back in, into it full time. And then I was forced back into it full time when I got laid off. And luckily enough, I had a couple deals happening. And uh, it was so crazy because when I got laid off, um, you know, I had a couple deals happening and the closing was like, I had two closings that were like 40 or 50 days out. And I remember like the week before that first closing I had, when I came back, I had to borrow $500 from my dad just to kind of make it through that last week before I got, I had that closing. And when I had that closing, it was like $20,000. And, um, and like once I closed that property, it was over, dude. Like I understood everything going on. It, it was, it, you know, like, and I had the money, I had the cushion, I had the knowledge, the crash and losing everything was the best thing besides like roofing when I was a teenager. This was the next best thing that ever happened in my life because man, there were, there were 60 and 70 year olds. Yeah. 70 year olds, 40 year olds that went through the same exact uh, uh, thing that I did with losing everything and going through this really hard financial time. Um, and I felt so blessed at the time. Like I felt very blessed when I had nothing because I knew that my age, the fact that it happened to me in my mid twenties was like an amazing thing because I could have been these guys right next to me that were 50, 60 and 70 losing everything and having to start over again. So, right. I mean, you know, so anyway, I came back and I really started doing well. Um, I started selling more and more Then the oil spill hits. The BP oil spill hits my area. I'm right on the Gulf of Mexico, right on the Alabama, Florida, Gulf Coast. We have sandy white beaches, million-dollar condos. And that year, 2010, when the oil spill hit, that was like a mini recession for us. Nobody vacationed down here. Everybody was scared of the oil. You know, people were leaving town, and it was crazy. Well, that was a mini recession. And what I did was, is I was like, yes, like I applied everything I learned in the big crash to the oil spill and I made more money that year than I did the year before in 2009. And that's when I was really like, okay, I got something like, I don't know. I don't have it all figured out, but I'm on to something because we just had a little mini crash and I just made more money. And so from there, I was like, okay, here we go. And I went, I moved my real estate license to the company I always wanted to be with, Remax. And I've been here ever since, since 2010. Right after the oil spill, later on that year, I moved to Remax. And I've been there ever since. And I worked my way up to the number one Remax agent in the state of Alabama twice. And uh, this year, I was the number one agent overall in my county. You know, we had kind of a down year this year. It was like a flat year. but there again, man, I just make adjustments and I just keep pushing and I just keep my, putting myself in a position where I can capitalize, you know, and a lot of people just aren't quick enough on adapting, you know, and changing when the market changes. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I love how you were, you know, you read a lot of books and you kind of like your mindset had to change. Right. And I, what, like what specifically, okay. So obviously you losing everything in 2008, your mindset was different, right? So what specific things did you learn while, you know, reading and personal development that was really like the, like, boom, oh, I get it now, you know, almost like an awakening of some sort, you know, a lot of people, 
are, you know, they're doing jobs or they're doing things that they don't like or, or whatever it is, or they don't look at it differently. And then all of a sudden there's a shift and then they see yeah. it. Now you mentioned obviously changing your perspective of wanting to be service and help people instead of like yeah. worrying about that. But like, what was the book or what was that shift that you had that was really, that projected you in a different direction? It's so funny that you say the word shift because that is the name of the book. Oh, There's man. a book named Shift by Gary Keller. Gary Keller is the founder of Keller Williams. And, um, and it's called Shift. And I read that book during the crash, right? And it talks about, it's so interesting, man, because if you like, like if you're a teenager, you get in the real estate business when you're 20 and then you start like blowing it up like I did. You don't even, you're not, you don't like think you're invincible. You don't like, you're not thinking about anything. You know, you're blowing money. You're, you know, I had Hummers and Cadillacs and two houses and like all the stuff. I could have like 10 of that. 10, I could have all that stuff times 10 now, but I don't. Like I learned all that stuff, but like, but like that book, like it, it shows you that like, number one, you realize that, okay, this is, this is a common occurrence. Like, like the market's going up and down. Okay. But it goes into really deep territory of like how to handle it. Like, like it, it teaches you, okay, you know, these are the signs to look for of, of a market that's starting to shift you know, buyers are starting to slow down, you know, transactions are going down, days on the market's moving up, you know, different things. Um, and then it's like, okay, when that happens, we have to adjust our, adjust our game plan. Like my game plan when the market crashes is that buyers that buy when it's down, they want to buy when it's down, they want to buy right now while it's down before it goes up. And the sellers that have to sell have to sell because they're in trouble. The market crashed on them. And so these sellers that have to sell and buyers that really want to sell, want to really want to buy right this second. And so it creates so much urgency in the market and all the agents leave the business because they're scared, yeah. you know? And so like, it's crazy, like the opportunity that's right there. But this book, like it teaches you the fact that, you know, it, it, it doesn't say that exactly. That's kind of a Rickyism deal. But like, as it's going down, you know, you adjust your game plan. You start catering more to the investors and to the sellers that need to short sell their properties and stuff like that. But you acquire so much market share during that time. Okay. So like, like you have this much market share. Okay. Let's say you have for like example, nobody would ever have 10%, but let's just say somebody has like 10% of the market share. Then the market crashes while all the other agents are gone. You gobble up another 20%, you know, you gobble up and now you're 20%. Okay. Well, when the market rebounds, like your 20% is going to stay 20%, but it's going to exponentially grow. That 20% is going to be a way bigger 20% when the market rebounds. And it's like you can really establish yourself in the market when it's, when it's down, mm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, like, I take it a whole step further with, like, my processes and my mindset, and that is that market share is not how many listings you have, how many closings you have, how many transactions and all that. It's how many real lifelong relationships you have with property owners in the area. So like whatever agent has the most lifelong relationships with property owners in their market, they own the market share because they have all the future business. Mm. You know, we trade stocks on future earnings of companies and I trade market share for agents on future business through who, who, who is trusted the most in the market with the most property owners. 
And that comes from like calling them and saying, Hey, how are you doing? What can I do to help you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all the same sort of thing in any business. It's, it's building that relationship. It's that long relationship, like, know, and trust. You know, when you have that, it doesn't matter what you're selling. It's just people, people like that's the key fundamental as I, I talk to so many, you know, very successful people and it's all the same thing. You know, it's, it's building that relationship and, and having that trust. So I want to go back for a sec to like how most people, right? If you go into real estate and you lose it all and that, that, that uh, crash affected a lot of people. Now, most people would have went running for a different career, right? Most people would have been like, oh man, I don't want to get tied up in this again. You know, what, what made you think about going, like, is there any other things, other directions you wanted to take other than real estate? Like once you went back into the rigs and you were like, you're reading, you know, what made you want to stay in real estate? Because obviously it's a risk, right? From, from, from losing, it's like anybody that kind of loses in one part or fails in one area, it's, it's very hard to go back, you know, like how did you get yourself back into that and not go into something else? That's a very good question. And I would say this, like once you failed at something, like now you know what not to do. Okay. So now if I switch over to another career, I got to go through that all over again. I got to build it up and then lose everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that I can figure out what not to do in that career. Oh, well, I'm scared because I lost everything. Let's start another one. Well, I'm going to build it up and lose everything. I mean, in general, I mean, you know, sure, I can take what I learned in real estate and go to another career and probably crush it and not lose everything. I get all that. But at the same time, you got to think, man, why not go back to the thing that you lost everything in? Because now you have so much experience and you know what not to do. Like there, there's only thing left to do is what to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Totally. So why, why would I move to another career that, that see, that sounds like to me, that's the opportunity. I lost everything. Great. You know, that's, this is, this is something that, that I teach a lot is that like losing deals and failure is such the opportunity because not only do you learn something, but you get future time back that you don't have to spend on that deal anymore. This yeah. goes back to what I was saying about being efficient. Like when you lose it, it's like, oh man, I lost that. Oh, well, okay, cool. Because now you don't have to spend any more time on that. And you can really spend that time that you just got back even more efficient than you were beforehand because you learned something that you can use in this new, this newfound future time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and use, and, but it's all perspective. And like, I love your, you have like a very optimistic point of view, right? You could hear the same story from somebody else and they could paint a totally different picture of how they're the victim through everything, right? Yeah. How it's like, Oh, why me? Why is this happening? Like, why did this happen? But if you shift the, the perspective to realize that actually those failures are making you stronger, you know, you, those things are the ones that are making you better for the next challenge. Cause if you don't go through any of that, you will never even know. And then when you get hit with something, you'll be screwed because you've never had to battle through anything before, any adversity or anything, right? And Dude, it is the exact definition of success. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know growing up and, and, and you hear it a lot as a lot of people wanted, well, when I had to hit this age, I was going to be this successful, this and this and this. But how boring would it be if we all hit the exact thing that we wanted all the time with nothing in between, you know, like it's just, we want to think it would be great, but you don't learn anything. And, 
and the more I talk to people about this and the more it's the same thing, you know, you got to use that as a gift. You got to use that to fuel your fire, you know, to, to go on to your next thing. So super powerful, man. I, I, I love your message. So what about now, man? Like what kind of things are you noticing? You're successful, right? People are talking about another, another recession, another crash, right? Like you're obviously very positive guy, very self, you know, you've read, you've done a lot of stuff. What do you tell people now that ask you like, oh, the big one's coming, it's going to crash again. You know, what, you, what, do you, what are your daily struggles that you're going through now while being successful? And, you know, where, do you, where are you seeing yourself and, and, and the direction of the whole, your whole business and, and the market? Absolutely nothing, man. I'm, I'm totally at all times positioned for a crash, you know? Like nobody can predict when a crash is going to happen. And so, like, I am completely, like, the stocks that I have, I hope they go down 50%. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to buy a lot more. Um, you know, real estate, I hope the transactions go down 50%. You know, I'm, I'll probably personally do more transactions during that time because so many agents will leave the business. Here's my, here's my overall goal. See, I'm, I'm kind of like the maestro with like markets crashing and what to do real estate wise, you know, for real estate agents. Mm. My thing is, is I'm trying to reduce the failure rate in the real estate industry. That's my entire mission with my free coaching program. And the whole thesis is, is that I'm spreading this message so deep and so far that hopefully, like I'm hoping that less agents actually have to get out because they listen to what I'm saying than would have had to quit if I wasn't around doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so hopefully people don't have to get out of the business and, you know, but still here's the thing, man, business is a hundred percent unlimited forever. Like regardless of market ups and downs, right? Like the customer base for any, really any business is unlimited. Like you can find, like you can't like unlimited needs to me more than you can ever handle in your lifetime. Yeah. Right. The only the only thing between you and those customers is the work to contact them and, and to talk to them and to, you know, present them with the opportunity or, you know, whatever your business is, you know, like. And so because of that process, it makes it to where like if, it, if you could just snap a finger and, and then everybody buys something from you, then, yeah. But that's not you have to go through a process of selling it and, and promoting it and talking to people and getting it out there. And because of that, it makes business unlimited because your, your base, I mean, like, for example, like there's, there's like maybe 50,000 condos in my area. There's uh, another maybe, I don't know, let's just say 100,000. Like there's no way I could call 100,000 property owners ever. Now, I've made 100,000 calls in my career, but like – those are some of the same buildings over again. You know what I mean? Some of the same properties over the years, right? Yeah. Um, like to call, and here's the thing. If you called every single property owner, 100,000, that would take you basically your lifetime because the thing is, is when you're calling them, you're going to end up doing deals. It's going to take time, and now you're busy. You're too busy to make the calls. I mean, after like five to 10,000 calls, you're so busy with the people you talk to, you can't make any more calls. So you got to figure that in there. But let's say you did make 100,000 calls. By the time you went through that 20 years, you would have to turn right around and call them all over again because 40, 50, 60% of those properties have changed hands and new owners. Here's another thing, dude. People change their mind tomorrow. 
Like you call, talk to somebody today, and then tomorrow they change their mind. They're a whole different customer. You might as well have not even known them. You know what I'm saying? And it's true in every business, like like the cell phone business. I mean, you, you know, like you have 300 million Americans, or whatever it is. What, how are you going to, like, it's unlimited. Like there's yeah. no way, you know? And so to me, I just see that, like, there's zero competition. It's 100% unlimited. You can't do it all. So get to work. Like, it doesn't matter if the market crashes. Like, yeah. we're just going to help people. Dude, closings happen every day. I, man, that's just, you're just talking abundance mindset there, man. It's all in abundance. You know, we, so many people get caught up in the scarcity mindset where it's like, yeah. well, that guy's successful, so I can't be, and he's taking the piece of the pie. And it's so dangerous because you're just, they, other people's success or anything going on has nothing to do with you. It's none of your business. It's like, but why do we do that? And and I love that you, you say that because it's, it's so true. There's an abundance of sales out there like you can it's just a matter of like what are you doing on the daily to 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 close those or whatever you know, the it is. people that are uh, you know the people that are scared about that yeah the people that aren't working they're not like yeah. trying to get new business they're like resting on the database that they have yeah and they're not trying to grow anymore and they're scared see they don't have any more business they only have so many clients yeah and they're not willing to put the work in to go get more clients so they're scared that you're going to take a little piece of their pie yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. as long as you're working, as long as you're pushing, as long as you're talking to new people every day, you never have anything to worry about. Yeah, if for sure. If somebody takes your client, dude, go get five more. What, uh, so let's talk about your, your daily routine, man. Like you're a successful guy. How about you uh, give us a little rundown? 4.30, a.m. You wake up at 4.30 and tell me what your morning looks like. As soon as I wake up, I drink a cup of coffee and water, and then I start working on my email that goes out to all my coaching members. I do a daily email at 5 o'clock, yeah. um, which like includes whatever YouTube video or podcast or whatever whatever I'm posting that day that I'm trying to educate you know, the group on. And I get that out, and then I exercise for a couple hours. So Tell us a- I do that. Yeah. Tell us about your coaching program, man. That's uh... dude. It's 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 okay. It's taking over. Like it's yeah. it's literally the the wave of the future because all the other coaches out there, and I'm like, I'm just saying in general, like most of the mainstream coaches are teaching. They're they're charging, and I'm not charging, but they're but they're charging, and they're they're coaching agents to 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 figure that like they're they're coaching them to figure out what the client can do for the agent. And, right. the, and the agents don't even realize it. Like they don't even realize it. It's like they're teaching them to, to just call people and say, hey, have you thought about selling? Have you thought about buying? Who do you know that might consider buying or selling? Right? And all that just sounds like every other agent trying to do a deal. Mm-hmm. You know? And like every owner that hears that, they're like, uh, you know, I don't even know you. Why would I tell you what I'm going to do? And I'm damn sure not going to tell you any of my friends' names that might do something. I don't even know you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no when rapport. I'm, yeah, no rapport. When I'm like, I want I want to come at you like you're my mom or dad. <clears throat> yeah. And I want to say, how are you doing? The weather's good. Isn't it gorgeous? Look, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but a house around the corner just sold. Didn't know if there's anything in the world I could do for you. That's yeah. it, man. And the conversation opens up, bro, and you start these relationships and like you build your database. So it's a free coaching program. I teach everybody exactly how I do it, what I do, 
you know, like I've been selling a hundred properties a year as a single agent for five years straight now. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing seven figure the last two years, you know, and I'm just teaching the world how I do it. And there's two sides of it. There's the, what I do technically step one, two, three, and then there's the whole philosophy behind it. And so if you don't like what I'm doing, one, two, three, you can take the philosophy part of it and go do your own thing. Mm. You know, like you don't have to do what I do, but you really do need to think like I think in terms of relationships and, you know, work ethic and dependability and consistency, you know? So that's it, man. It's, it's, it's really changing a lot of lives. And when I say I'm going to reduce the failure rate, it's already happening. I get emails all the time from agents saying they were going to quit. They were thinking about quitting. And then they found me somewhere and started following and implementing my stuff. And now they're, they're selling stuff and they're, they're, they're doing well. So it's a very, uh, gratifying, you know, for sure. Yeah. Very, very rewarding. So you got to, you, you, did you have, you have a couple books as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Zero awesome. diamond is the first one. Um, awesome. and that's basically like the basics of like what I do. And then the second one was called list to last, how to survive every real estate market crash. And it's literally everything they'll learn in the crash. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. We'll have all that in the show notes, man. That's, that's great. That's gold. Cause so many people need to be further educated in that, in that regard, you know, to build the confidence to want to, some people are so scared to get back into the market, but it's, it's great to have somebody that's educated and can come across in like a non salesy way and actually just give value. Right. And it's super important. There's no way you can lose, bro. Like yeah. if everything is a win win, like if you lose a deal, you won. Yeah. You know, like and closings happen every day. Closings yeah. are happening every day. It's not the market that's the reason why you can't do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. you. You haven't hacked the system. You haven't figured out how to how to be a part of these closings that are happening right under your nose, you know? Yeah, the system's there. It's just there. You're the only variable, right? Like, <laughs> it's so true. That's it's it, like man. that in, in so many businesses too. And it's so easy to look, blame the external circumstances of what's happening. It's It's usually the only variable. Right. And I mean, I, I have, I do the same and I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, you sometimes you were like, well, why isn't this working for me? What is this? And really, I mean, it's something you're not doing. It's something you're, you, you need to figure out for yourself. So I'll tell you what they're not doing, bro. They're not adapting. Yeah. They're not yeah. like trying new things and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. You know, they're trying the same stuff over and over. Nothing's happening. They keep doing it. Why is it not working? If it's not working, let's try something else and see if this works better. Let's tweak that. People aren't doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Now I just, uh, I, I always ask one question here towards the end of the show. It's a real, it's real simple and it's pretty obvious, but you know, I, I really like to touch on it. So what is one thing that you can give the listeners to overcome adversity? One tip, one trick, something like that that will help people just be able to apply it in their own, in their own life. Like a, like a, like a philosophy type just a thing, tip, a tool, whatever, anything like that, that you would, that somebody could take and apply in their like, life. I would literally say like, like the tip would be that, that like literally the, the number one thing holding everybody back and, and crushing everybody's dreams and not allowing you to get where you want to go. Literally the, the biggest thing is fear. Like yeah. fear is holding everybody back fear. What? I don't know. Cause like people 
people are scared to make phone calls and I say, what do you, what about it are you scared of? I don't know. Like people are scared of imaginary things like the boogeyman and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> like, so like to the listeners, like, like, like literally like look at yourself in the mirror and, and think about what you're trying to achieve and then think for a second, why am I not doing it? You know what I'm saying? And then like, is it some kind of little fear that's holding me back? I don't want to public speak. I don't want to, I don't want to make those phone calls. I don't want to call that CEO or that doctor. I'm scared of what they're going to do or say, or what if I don't know the answer to the questions they ask or, you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. so many little fears, yeah. you know, what are people going to think about me? What if people don't like me if I do this video? Um, you know, what if they don't like the sound of my voice or the way I look or what if people make fun of me? It's just a bunch of fears that's all piled up on top of each other. And I'm telling you right now, completely forget about all that and just go, just take action. And, and like, you're not going to be the best right at the beginning, Yeah. you know, but, but you can only get better. You know, if you just take the action and get, there's two types of education, man. There's the type you get from reading and researching and researching and, and going to seminars and stuff. And there's the kind you get from, from, uh, experience. Yeah. You got, you got what you can consume and you got what you learn through experience and you got to have both. And so a lot of people want to read, read, read and go to seminars forever and never take action. And they think that seminar, that next seminar is going to give them the special key to unlock all this stuff. And it's not going to happen because there is no key that unlocks all this stuff. The yeah. only way to do it, man, is to take action and gain experience. Face that fear and take action. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it. Where can we find you? Where, let's, let's get you some plugs here. I'm everywhere, man. Like all the coaching and books and all my social media stuff is at zero2diamond.com. Awesome. Uh, that's where all my stuff is there. You can find me there. You can email me there. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, just all the normal places. So cool, reach man. out if there's anything I can do for anybody listening. I answer every single Instagram DM. Good man. Thanks so much. I, I really appreciate it. I'm going to get you on Instagram as well. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, man. Um, yeah, man I can see why you're successful. You got such a good uh, positive outlook on it. And um, I really appreciate it. I'm sure people got a lot of value. Hey everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, Go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. and We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.